Welcome back to another episode of Nach Daily with the fourth chapter in Ezra where permission to continue building the second base Hamikdash was revoked. As the Jews from Yehuda and Binyamin were building the base Hamikdash, the other people who were living in Yerushalayim became jealous. They approached Zerubbabel and asked to join in the building so that they could offer sacrifices to their gods as well. Zerubbabel and Yoshua Kohen Gadol responded that they had expressed permission from King Cyrus to build the base Hamikdash for Hashem and were straight following his orders. The others tried everything in their power to demoralize the Jews building the base Hamikdash, planning, intimidating, threatening, and attempting to derail the building during the entire reign of King Cyrus. Who were these enemies? The Sifri explains that they were the Kusim and Samarians. The backstory of who they are is in Malachim Beis, Parak 17, Pasuk 40, when Sancheirov, king of Ashur of Assyria, exiled the ten tribes, he replaced them with the Kusim and Samarians and Samarians. Lions came to attack the new residents who felt the animals were a punishment from God because they weren't Jewish. Therefore, they converted to Judaism but continued to worship Avodah over all their days. They are known as the Ger Arayot, lion converts. They converted out of fear only to try to appease the Jewish God. However, on a deeper level, the Radwali explains that when Kedusha rises, Tumma falls. The spiritual impeding negative forces were about to meet their downfall with the spiritual elevation of the second base of Megdash. That is why they tried everything in their power in a last attempt to try and stop this holy structure from being built. The Radwali continues to explain that like a pig in a trash can, the Sitra Acha tries to join the side of Kedusha by making it look kosher, but really just wants to take down the spiritual forces from within. Any time we strive for spiritual growth in our Vodas Hashem, the impeding negative forces try to stop us. We need to stay strong and continue our path of building so not to get knocked down. Zerubbabel understood this and did not let them join in the Binyan Shel Kedusha. After the reign of King Cyrus, a letter was drafted to Achashverosh, the next in line, asking him to stop the Jews from completing the Beis HaMikdash. This is the famed Achashverosh from Purim. The story of Esther begins during the third year of his reign. There's debate among the Mephorshim whether or not Achashverosh was actually the king or was just appointed by Cyrus to run the country's affairs at that time. From a historical perspective, it should be noted that up until this point, Cyrus the Great was essentially the undisputed ruler of the Persian Empire. Then in the days of King Artashasha, which is seemingly a generic name given for a Persian ruler at that time, which makes it a little difficult to place who this exactly was, the Kusim and Samarians again sent a letter asking the king to halt the construction. The Peric actually records the letter, whose essential message is that when the Jews finish building their Beis HaMikdash, they'll stop paying taxes and being subservient to you. If he checks the if he checks historically, the king will see how connected Yerushalayim and the Jewish people are. Once they have their temple, they will be completely disloyal to you. It's interesting to note that even in the days of Ezra, the site of the base of Mikdash was a hot spot with ongoing protests and political diplomacy. The king of Persia replied that it was true. All powerful kings wanted to rule over Yerushalayim because they were afraid that the Jews would be disloyal. He ordered construction on the base of Mikdash to be immediately halted. The letter was immediately brought to the construction site, and sadly all work ceased until the 
second year of the reign of King Darius, Esther's son that she had with Achashverosh. It was during this 18-year time period that the story of Esther and Purim took place. At this point in history, <coughs> we see a subtle but huge shift in Hashem's Ashkacha Pratis. During the time prior to the Purim story, Hashem still performed open miracles. Although they weren't as frequently as in the early days, we still find those of Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Not too many years later, during almost the exact time period, almost all open miracles completely stopped. By the time we shift into the story of Purim, there are no open miracles. All miracles are hidden. There are a nase betocha teva. Stay tuned to the next episode of Nach Daily when we'll learn about the resumption of the work of the second base of Migdash. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.